Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 6, called, The Lord is My Helper. Verse 4 is the fourth exhortation. Let marriage be held in honor among all. If you have an NIV, it says, Marriage should be honored by all. Uh, Literally, let marriage be precious to all of you. Now, when, again, we've been telling you about the backdrop of this early church, and because there was persecution and pressure, and some people were falling off the racetrack with that metaphor from Hebrews chapter 12, some people may have had a spouse uh, renounce their faith or threatened to walk away or whatever, and, and marriages may have been at risk. You know, when life is bumpy, it's good to have a solid family unit. Uh, when, when we went through the COVID crisis, um, you know, leaning into a strong uh, family and church family is a really good thing, amen? Because all of a sudden you know, okay, there's other people that I can get information from and wisdom and resources and whatever. People were checking on one another. That was a great thing. Marriage is under attack whenever times are hard, we get selfish, there's pressure, and marriage is to be held in honor. In our culture right now, marriage is not highly regarded. Many people believe that marriage is simply just an optional choice. Uh, But the Bible says marriage is to be held in honor among all. And the marriage bed is to be undefiled. Now, there's two ways to take that. One, you can take it as a positive. When you get married, one man, one woman in a covenant marriage, sexual relations is blessed. Nothing dirty about it, nothing defiling about it. God blesses that covenant of sexual intimacy. Of course, appropriately, you guys know what I'm saying. But the marriage bed on the negative side can be defiled if there is fornication. You say, what's that, Pastor Michael? That's sexual immorality. If you've ever wondered what's a definition of fornication, a definition is all sexual intimacy outside of the covenant of marriage. God blesses sexual intimacy inside the covenant, not outside. He doesn't bless sexual intimacy six months before a wedding. He blesses it inside the covenant. And if you want to go back and hear about that, I did a series on the Song of Solomon. And some of you remember that teaching where we got very specific about these things. Because fornicators and adulterers Adultery is an obvious word for us. God will what? What's your Bible say? God will judge. Now, do you know how in Hebrews 12 we learned that God disciplines his children? Well, let's take the language for what it says. If you start messing around outside of your marriage, then you're defiling yourself 
you're defiling your marriage bed, and God is going to judge. So here's a really good thing. Don't do it. (laughs) Keep it pure, man. Because inside marriage, it's to be celebrated. And it's a beautiful thing, and God blesses it. But he's got boundaries for a reason. All the statistics tell us that people that do it God's way have the best shot at a lifelong commitment. Now, let me just say this. But for those of us who didn't do it God's way, we got hope. You know why? Because we're in the new covenant. And all the Lord's going to ask us to do now is to amend our ways to his ways. So there's things that we didn't know or we were in rebellion or whatever. But now that we know, we don't want to pollute what is pure. And I know in our world, we got all kinds of stuff rushing at us. And I will just say this. It's easy for us to talk about what different people groups out there are doing wrong sexually, but those verses are talking about marriage in the traditional sense and just not messing around or not committing adultery, uh, you know, in a heterosexual relationship. The late Will Chamberlain had great numbers as an NBA star, but the number he'll probably be remembered for, says this writer, is 20,000. That's how many women the never-married Chamberlain claimed in his autobiography to have slept with um, 20,000 different women. Uh, What few may remember, though, says columnist Clarence Page, is Chamberlain went on to write that he should have traded all 20,000 for the one woman he wanted to stay with for keeps, close quote. And, And people think, oh, that's the life, right? You can be with all these different people and live it up. No, here's why. Every time you are intimate with someone, it is a soul bonding. You, there's a deep mystical um, reality to sexual intimacy. So I'm going to leave it at that, but I'm just going to say, the Bible says what it says for a reason. God's not trying to ruin your fun. He just wants you to be blessed in the proper setting. All right, fifth exhortation as we wind down. Let your character be free from the love of money, being content with what you have. Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. Remember, these are all exhortations about how to worship the Lord acceptably. And money is not the problem. Money is a means of exchange. And if you are a professional in whatever you do, you ought to do it to the best of your ability. You ought to invest wisely. You should try to be at the top of your pay grade. You should work hard and provide for your children and grandchildren and do as well as you can. In a country like this, right, opportunity abounds. But don't love money above God. Because the love of money, not money, the love of money is what? The root of all sorts of evil. Not money. If you can use money as a means of extending the kingdom, taking care of your family, that's all wonderful. Contentment doesn't mean laziness. Contentment just means that you're not always driven by the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. 
It's good to have goals. It's good to pursue and do your best, but don't let it consume you. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. It just won't work. What is contentment? It means to be satisfied, to have an ease of mind, to have an internal peace about who you are and where you are and what God has given to you. And I think that is a great Christian witness as well. Godliness is actually a means of great gain when it's accompanied by contentment. All right, so I would just say, uh, in these five exhortations, we have a, a great little outline. Just take a look. We're called to love, Philadelphia. We're called to be hospitable, verse 2, verse 3. To remember those who are imprisoned in some way or maybe lonely or ill-treated. To feel their pain. We're to be honoring the institution of marriage, holding it up. It's part of um, what we're called to do. It's part of our witness because our marriages are a picture of the gospel. We're to make sure that our character is free from the love of money, being content with what we have. And then we have these uh, exhortations at the end because I know that when we read these, some of us are going, ouch, ooh, ow, how do I do this? Well, look at this encouragement now. He says, For he himself, middle of five, has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we, brethren, can confidently say, here's our response to that promise, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Now, verse 5 is one of the most emphatic promises in the New Testament. It's actually built on a double negative so that it would read this way. I will never, ever, ever leave you or forsake you. Ever. Now, the issue in the Hebrew church is things were wishy-washy and people seem to be coming and going and it's kind of hard to know who's going to stick it out, who's going to keep running. As I look to the side, is that person still running? Is that person still running? What do I do? How do I keep going? What about this? What about that? And some of you are those types of thinkers. You stay up all night. What, what if, what if, what about? What, 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 what? And, and look, we can all do that. But here's the promise that I want to just give you as a, a great encouragement here. The first quote comes from Deuteronomy 31.6, and it's repeated in Joshua 1.5. So we're going to turn to these because they're so beautiful. All right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy 31. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy 31. And let's take a look. Now, this is Moses who is getting ready to die, and he's going to pass along uh, leadership to Joshua. Take a look at 31.3 of Deuteronomy. It is the Lord your God who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you. You shall dispossess them. Joshua, Moses speaking to the people, is the one who will cross ahead of you just as the Lord has spoken. The Lord will do to them just as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, to their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them up before you and you shall do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Here's the promise. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or 
forsake you. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station. It's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. An opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. The door is open. The gospel's free. But the old saying is, someone's got to put in the plumbing. (laughs) Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. In his spiritual workout plan, what is that spiritual workout plan? It's to heal. It's to get better. It's to pursue some things. And one of the things that you pursue is peace. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. That's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Do not be afraid or tremble at them, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Moses called to Joshua, said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. You shall give it to them as an inheritance. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Can you imagine being in Joshua's sandals? Moses says, Okay, you get to lead now. But you're Moses, the burning bush, the, you know, the rod, everything, the parting of the sea, Moses. No, you're taking leadership. It's your turn. But here's what you need to know. Don't be afraid. Don't be concerned because I will never leave you or forsake you. Now flip over to Joshua, which is the next book to your right. Now here's, call it um, another part where the quote comes from. This is Joshua 1. Moses has now died, verse 5. God is speaking to Joshua. No man, Joshua 1, 5, will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. That's the quote from Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 5. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen? And then here's the response. This is Hebrews 13, 6, but it's quoted in Psalm 118. Final verse for tonight. Psalm 118. Let me, as you're turning there, let me explain Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is the final of the Hallel Psalms sung during the Passover for the people of Israel. Psalm 118. And the Hallel Psalms, uh, Hallel means praise. Whenever you hear Brother Bert say, Hallelujah, or praise the Lord. What are we saying? Praise. We end, the end part means the Lord. So Hallel is praise. In Psalm 118, we have a messianic psalm all about the Messiah. And there's so many beautiful parts to it. But let me just say that the quotation uh, quoted in Hebrews 13, 6 is in Psalm 118, 6. Take a look. Just look back at verse 5. From my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Now, the setting is a time of distress and looking to the Lord. The Lord is for me, Psalm 118, verse 6. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I will not be afraid. The Lord's my helper, right? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I will look with satisfaction on those who hate me. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Uh, Skipping down to verse 16. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I will not die but live and tell of the works of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I shall enter through them and I shall give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. I shall give thanks to you. You've answered me and you have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Do you see the the messianic psalms here, the Messiah? O Lord, save. We beseech you, O Lord, we beseech you, do send prosperity. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God. He has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifice with the cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, I, and I give, you, I give thanks to you. You are my God. I extol you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let's say it together. His loving kindness is everlasting. The three quotes, Deuteronomy 31.6, Moses, I'm going to finish what I started. Joshua 1.5, Joshua I will be with you as I've been with Moses. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Response, we can confidently say, it's not just for Moses, not just for Joshua, not just for the Hebrew church. We can confidently say the Lord will never, ever leave us. He will never, ever forsake us. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Amen? Those are the three promises at the end of these exhortations. And they mean everything. Because what they mean is the God who has called me to help is my help. 
The God who has called me to love is the love that flows through me. The God that has called me to be hospitable is the motivation for my hospitality. The Lord has called me to visit the prisoners, motivates me to go into people's pain. The Lord that has called me to honor my marriage has shown me that he will honor his covenant to me and I am married to him and it's a picture of the gospel. The Lord says, you be free from the love of money because I'm your first love. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is never, ever going to leave you or forsake you. This is the beauty of our God. He calls upon us to do hard things, but we are not alone. And did you see how this ended? This ended in a messianic psalm. It's as if the writer said, I give you a quote from Deuteronomy, I'll give you a quote from Joshua, and then I'll end it with a messianic psalm so you can remember that I'm telling you not to walk away from the new covenant because Jesus Christ is our salvation. Amen. You've been listening to The Lord is My Helper, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 6. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station. If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with the final word. Well, as you think about the Lord as my helper, and you think about the fact that he will never fail you or forsake you, you may also be thinking, well, there's people that have failed me or forsaken me. And frankly, if we go back a chapter in chapter 12 of Hebrews, I have a root of bitterness in my heart. I have unforgiveness going on inside of me, and I don't know what to do with it, who to talk to, or even where to begin. What do I do now? Those are great questions. And the first thing that I would say to you is that you're not alone if you're wrestling with unforgiveness and bitterness. We all do. Uh, We're in a broken world. People can be difficult. Hurts occur. People let us down. Other Christians let us down. And so what do we do? Well, we have a God who has said that he will never leave us or forsake us. And that came on the heels of talk about marriage. Uh, Marriage is to be honored, the marriage bed undefiled. And then the Lord talks about you know his faithfulness and we're to be content and so forth. And, and maybe you're like, well, I have been forsaken and I kind of feel like God's forsaken me because in this person forsaking me, I wonder where God was in that. And that's a reasonable question. Where was God in that? Well, he's not moved. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Never, ever, ever. How could you say that, Pastor Michael? Well, I say that on the authority of the inspired Word of God, right there in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. But you're still in the situation you're in, right? My words can potentially minister to you, and I pray that they do, but your your spouse still left, or maybe you lost a spouse. So here I am, feeling like I've been left, failed forsaken. Well, here's what God says. He won't ever do that to you. People may, he won't. You say, well, how can I trust him? Well, look at the cross. His arms are stretched open wide. If if those hands were willing to take the nails, 
then I think we can trust him with the rest of our lives. I want to thank some brand new Walk in Truth partners. Thank you for helping us to raise monthly funds to take advantage of a new opportunity in Oahu, Hawaii. I want to thank John, and it's J-O-W-N, so I hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, John from Los Angeles, uh, becoming a monthly partner at $10. Thank you, John. Um, we still need more monthly partners. The goal is about $2,500 a month that we need to uh, get on this new radio station. And so you can imagine whatever that equals to. Uh, I won't try to do the math right now, but you know, we, we need uh, many, many committed monthly givers to get there. And we really have to the end of this month, September, to take advantage and say yes to this opportunity. So when you go to walkintruth.com, walkintruth.com, right there on the homepage, you'll see the logo of the radio station in Hawaii. And you can click on there and follow the prompts and know how to give. Your gifts are tax deductible. And the most important thing is they help us expand the reach of this ministry. Walkintruth.com. Hey, uh, please keep us in prayer. Think about, pray about, become a monthly partner today. Walkintruth.com. We're going to be switching gears to Hebrews 13 as we look at the life of the church and we look at a tremendous verse, Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. See you then. Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, verses 6 through 16, called The Life of the Church. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.